Welcome back, Warhorse Podcast, episode 33. The website is goldengoatguild.net, Golden Goat Guild on Instagram. Apologies for the delay in getting this podcast out to you. A lot of moving parts right now. Not the least of which is the fact that I have finally mounted my 11 and a half inch AR on the wall by the door changes everything for me as well um, I've been spending a lot of time with my newborn son and this has given me great joy as well as you know demanding tonight we're going to talk again about trauma, castaneda, breathwork, criminal purpose. And if I can stuff it in there or remember agility, nemesis, passages, zania, weaving it all forward. So the thing about the context beyond building out this notion, this schema uh, of how to re-enchant the world, how to put this ship right before you and me and everyone here is swept off the face of the earth and the next in line have to pick it up we have our moment we may as well take a whack at it you hear this word it's 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 unfortunate that i guess it's fortunate on the one hand because it's it's a piece of this bigger picture but uh, this corporatization of, of words happens and then they become kind of meaningless after a while but you hear this a lot you know contextualize it build con- I mean you've been hearing it for a fuck I've been hearing it 20 years um, and the concept of you know building out the context is an important one and it's uh, the fact that we have to do this is a symptom of something else. Diminishing attention span. We say that as if it's just, uh, fuck, it's just happening. Everybody's losing their attention span. Not as if, oh, I don't know, there were some sort of 
early precursor AI uh, creations literally designed to go out and harvest your attention. It's not as if some of the most profound uh, spiritual thinkers of all time both Christian and other sectors have um, pointed out that there are there are other entities that have nothing to do with man's creation necessarily which also evidently seek to harvest our attention For some reason it's it's nectar to them. But we do this in conversation. We launch into, I do it all the time. Um, you do it. And it's not simply the need to reestablish context when you're trying to communicate isn't simply due, it is in large part due to the attention thing. It's also due, I would suggest, in uh, large measure to globalization and just that increased demand on on bandwidth processing all this new alien shit all the time and of course the effect of the backside effect of that eroding whatever it was this common ground that at this point the presumption of it being there is you know, that, that's a pretty scary minor realization that even that is almost lost. We have, we have accustomed ourselves to sort of expecting no context. No context, excuse me. So, in the historical work of John Taylor Gatta, who I've mentioned many times, he makes clear that the architects of the, what was the Prussian model of education, which became sort of the standardized American model that I believe we've exported everywhere we possibly can. This was a key component. This was, as they say, a feature, not a bug. Guys like Dewey, among many others, figured out and uh, bureaucrats, we presume, and the minions of of uh, the various philanthropic foundations which architected most of it and uh, implemented most of it over the course of several decades, they knew that by removing the context, 
everything becomes nonsense. I hope that this in our thing strikes you as fairly obvious. The question I've tried to pose over the last several episodes anyway, and, and in some sense throughout this project, has been to point to the fact that everything is connected. The panentheism of it all. And to posit for you and future listeners who may pick, uh, pick, hopefully it's a CD that they pick up out of the dust of the dusty rubble in the future. And this can help them if they need it to put it back together. My my position is that due to this interconnectivity of everything, this context problem is not merely limited to the small compartment of education. And thus it is a metaphysical problem, arguably primarily. We know as keen students of human nature and uh, various dark branches of revisionist history, to say nothing of the dark arts in a general sense, that if there is no teleological purpose, that is, there is no direction in which we're moving. There is no, therefore there is no meaning, and it, it immediately everything just drops off the fucking cliff. You cannot simply populate the universe with yoga retreats, false healing through ayahuasca, quote, ceremonies, grocery store sushi and you know what the syrupy latte to wash it all down with I think in many political examinations, examining, excuse me, examining any of these problems strictly from a political point of view is always going to be folly. There was a time in, again, our thing where it was obvious that so many of us had come out of out from under you know the the shadows of of Ron Paul's suit jacket if you will to realize that 
And I'm not entirely convinced that was just an age thing because, quote, our thing. Ranged in age from the 60s into the teens. <clears throat> Presumably still does. I'm pretty far removed and from keeping any sort of sociological pulse on anything on the internet. I just don't have the time nor nor do I give a shit really and from this you know this secondary supposition here that political examination is just retarded that's where you know they've cordoned off um, Jordan Peanut Butterson in the uh the net of the, the daily wired net. Not that he was not always destined for that. He was. But what the rest of the world projected onto him and hoped remains. And those hopes will continue to crash on the rocks in my opinion. The setup seems to be mercilessly crush the remnants of Christianity into dust. That would include the Mormons, the Amish, the Hutterites, the Orthodox, whatever. They'll probably let the Chinese continue to fuck around with it for a while. But And replace that ultimately in one swoop. What that swoop will be, whether it's the iPod or the um, iPhone equivalent of the implementation of VR into this blossoming demonic, egregoric uh, entity manifesting evidently in the form of AI or whether it's some sort of body modification that all of a sudden becomes absolutely essential. Quote, essential. For survival or buying and selling, what have you. And if I am to cast into that forward dark, I would imagine that I would imagine that there's always, no matter how nonsensical, nonsensical stemming out of this idea that without context everything is nonsense um, as established minutes ago I would have hope by 
the true nature of the world that things could be sort of pieced back together in a simple way as I think they were at various points in history it would seem cobbled together in this bricolage we being the um, the bricolure the bricolures of history or the uh, the bricolures mentors perhaps and what they would find is that God comes first and that God is not separate from nature and that science is not separate from nature it arises it was discovered within nature yet i i feel compelled to scratch in this debris um my scratchings relevant to to our temporal experience so some of the things we're going to be getting into in the near future weaving this strange concept of zinnia in into the mix xenophobia the root of xenophobia is zinnia the ancient greek custom of interacting with strangers as well we will attempt to close the distance between pardon me these parallel threads seemingly entirely compartmentalized and and not in actuality discreet at all these threads being narrative breathwork multiplicity of the self Sania and of course the gelatinous batter that will hold this unholy golem together is the uh, the motherfucking archetypal criminal of purpose who I have suggested to you is um, eh, close, close kin with um, a couple of other archetypes. The partisan gorilla, the detective. I don't think that these are matters of taste. 
in the same way that I don't believe beauty is in the eye of the beholder entirely, which gives us an example once again of this this problem that always results in binary but is actually already solved there's no there is as with water there is a type of transparent permeable tension between all of these things and um, at this point in the intro introductory monologue, you know, I can hear, I can hear the, the, the native grug in all of us saying, cool, where my knife, where my gun. So we'll get there too. Speaking of knives, the Winkler project, that ship has sailed. In fact, I think I even failed to, um, to pull that thing from, from the website. But if you place an order now, um, it's gone. We're in very good hands. I think that the project is going to, is going to be very sweet. Um, those of you who bought in, I hate the, the, the corporate lingo, but I'm going to over deliver for you. Will, will it be a little bit later than I would have liked to deliver? Yeah, I'm sure that's the case for all of you, but um, the sheath is going to be sweet. It's going to have multiple options which is kind of better than where we started with the, the single option. The color of the sheath, the way that the Winkler operation works is that they use brown leather for the wood-handled knives, and they use the black for the micarta. I got him to swap the black for the brown. I have both. And let me tell you, the brown is much sweeter. Nothing wrong with the black, but I like the way the brown wears over time. It's also a little bit more... It jives a bit better, I think, with... Um, with the criminal purpose, with the Golden Goat Guild. The logo placement is exquisite. It's going to be good. Um, another piece of housekeeping, if you will. Man, I'm just hitting on all of the corporate terms. I'm going to fucking change the paradigm in a minute. Um... The 
breathwork consultations are also up on the website. And I'm, I'm ramping hard towards this stuff. If you don't want to train with me, one, you're a fool. Um, but I understand. There are, there are good options out there. Many of them much, much more expensive. Um, some of them, frankly, of inferior quality and far less expensive. That said, the basic program is you check it out on the website, put it in your cart, etc. We get together via Zoom, um, FaceTime, or whatever, and um, build it out in an hour for you. Um, not opposed to ongoing sessions, but I'm also <clears throat> my mercantilist instincts are, are weak at best. And um, I know from experience, having done it myself many in many areas of life, that often what really makes the difference is cutting through, especially now, um, a mountain or crossing the desert of, of horse shit to get to the goods. And so to save that time is often what I try and provide in terms of these sorts of sessions, as well as some, uh, some bespoke tailoring to your specific needs. <clears throat> Pardon me. So with that said, um, a lot of the basics are back in, sprinkled throughout, you know, woven. This is not a podcast. This is not a uh, concentrated delivery system for my um, funnel marketing tactics or, or whatever. I, I don't have those. I'm never going to have those. I don't think that it's possible to both retain purity of even of intent, forget content, and engage in this sort of shit. So I guess that could be like super advanced sneaky mercantilist tactics to just drop these little hooks and baits throughout so many hours of meandering monologue that you have to, one, you have to cough up the five bucks anyway, and then two, you have to listen to all that shit and then note it out. That really wasn't my intention. My intention is to um, present what I present, which is this ongoing four million hour um, coherent experience of consciousness ultimately um a narrative a novel and a podcast so the point there is um it may behoove you to 
just cut to the front of the line and um, get you some breath work. The way that breath work is often communicated, first of all, there there's breath work itself is the shortcut. So there is not going to be a shortcut where you grab a few quick techniques and you're good. You're not fucking good. So let's go over why. We're going to reweave this particular area of the, the tapestry. A lot of the cutting edge thinking on this, on, on trauma, excuse me, that's what we're dealing with. You know, this is a, a word that I have called it the mold for this exact reason. Um, trauma is associated with something bad happened. And that's not, that is the case sometimes. But when I make the statement that we all have this shit to work through, that's because despite whatever your childhood was like, you have trauma. There may be um, a pygmy or two down in some super remote, you know, northern Brazil or something like that who is, and everyone else in his tribe is traumatized for whatever reason, you know, he, he has lucked out, the stars have aligned. Um, so accepting that is as with the alcoholic or the porn addict or whoever, it's still and always is the case that until that individual recognizes the situation, that's it. They're going to continue to tell a series of stories using the material of their trauma and weaving that in to the narrative. So put that in your pipe and smoke it and figure out what the warhorse really is. There's a great deal of shame associated with all of this, with, and we might as well do the thing where we say, in this world where we have to have the, the constant grind set mindset, um, you know, we're just looking for quick fixes, band-aids, bridges to the next paycheck, what have you. And all of that is, is true. Unfortunately though, the greater realities, the, the place where our lives do bind in narrative to what I have been calling this endophysics, or what did I, did I go to ecto? No, endo. Well, now I can't remember what I'm calling it, but this, this presumption that there must be an interface between all the various strata of being. 
and there must be a way to we're not going to recontextualize what we are going to do is rediscover the context in which we actually are and that's not going to be solved with archaeo futurism nor is it going to be solved with trad or any of this other sort of shit it's going to be solved with looking yourself in the mirror facing shame and experiencing how you actually feel you're not going to think your way out of anything there are plenty of dudes on the planet right now with IQs pushing 180 and their lives are probably quite a bit like yours one may imagine that it is lonely at the top but um very rich it's not and IQ being a measure of sort of you know practical intelligence applied whatever in this particular context doesn't really matter and you probably don't have a low IQ and I probably don't have a low IQ and it's kind of beside the point we're taking the outlier case to bolster the argument here and we're not setting aside reason or will as unnecessary or inferior or you know is sort of maybe getting into the argue the arguable but this is one of these areas where the doozy that seems to have been performed here is you can trace it it's not you know at some point your average man somehow as with the stories that were told about how to interpret the story uh you see this multiple narratives piling up this competition for the ultimate meaning of the thing you know where i'm going um the garden of eden um god saw that they were naked etc this this is often like referred to as this moment of shame and you can use your reason in that example not see here's a, a detour i probably don't want to take but quickly this is often interpreted like you know adam was hiding or something and god didn't know where he was and this is a story of of shame fucking absurd pulling back out of this cul-de-sac in recent memory some sort of recasting of whatever happened was done and the idea that a man was distant 
in some way from his feelings. I'm going to locate this, you know, in the, the somewhere in the period of the mechanized wars one and two and a sort of phenomenon where you have incredibly capable integrated men who are already integrated into society, into society leaving becoming I mean talk about TBI and undiagnosed um, but basic trauma as well which is not as the vets in the audience know it's not about witnessing blown out heads um, though that can be distasteful and though that can play a role in it um, and though sometimes maybe that is you know that's an image fragment that will be returned to in the the trauma loop this groove in the mind and the body that sort of plays the song if you will um, calls the tune but it is the tune what trauma so I got two things going but so trauma is it's more like an inability to process an overwhelming amount of experience in in some given time frame so the inability already connotes a sort of failure or inadequacy and this is not the case. This is the, this is the, at that point when that steps in, say, late 60s, the groundwork has already been laid for it. And that groundwork, and, you know, late 60s, sometime in there, uh, the terminology moved from shell-shocked or whatever to approaching the model of PTSD, the diagnosis. However, prior to this, some sort of groundwork was laid where it was, you know, how it really played out on the ground is, is something I could only speculate toward, but the individual man being simultaneously removed from, from his context, this place in which he can return, what is sometimes called social capital becomes a factor in this, at this point in the analysis. But the man has already been told or is being conditioned to believe that he is somehow without access or alienated from his ability to feel. Shortly after that, feeling itself becomes feminized in terms of its connotations and you know, you supercharge that with 
television and media, etc. Eventually you arrive, when I arrived, um, into consciousness, you know, late 70s, very early 80s. And that was, I think I've mentioned this before, you know, that was where it's, it's, it's starting to become a thing in the middle class, upper middle class to, for mothers in particular, to sort of reconsider how they're raising their sons. Not a hell of a lot was done um, other than, you know, lip service and maybe some choices in parenting um, in terms of giving children space to process or attempting to have a dialogue with their children as these children process their experience in the world. The issue is that, you know, these children are not, they're not like vacuum sealed when they leave the house. Um, this convoluted and intertwined tale, story of men having the issue internally as if they were made by God um, and they were you know they're not feminine they're we have masculine we have the feminine and in this way it's sort of inescapable we have to mention academic and sort of popular feminism on the rise I guess that would be I don't know how many waves they're into now but I think that was like second to third wave era and so it's moved from a type of you know suffragette totally uh, political sort of thing to what turns out to be like the middle stage between the absolute identity crisis fucking not network thing that we have now um, and the more like internal um, spiritual if you will feminism of the 70s and 80s where you had you know, otherwise it's tragic. Otherwise really good women living their entire lives, um, again, feeling totally inadequate because they've been asked to basically both be a man or even be better than a man at being a man and play the motherly role. Now that's been removed. You don't have to play the motherly role. You can just sort of dump on the world about your identity crisis which is again it's nonsensical there's at that point there's no context in which to even take take it seriously on any grounds other than just human suffering and that's being you know that's like the the extremity of of generosity at that point considering 
so much of it is combative and argumentative and targeted at the white male, the white Christian male, what have you. The patriarchy, I'm not particularly hung up on, honestly. I, I think that this is, again, a sort of failing, a grasping within a nonsensical context um, to project some ideal that it, it's not going to be achieved um, quite self-evidently at this point, nor was it ever the way that I think we imagine it to be. We don't, we simply will not know. And so I don't spend a lot of time trying to recreate what cannot be, what is dead, what is gone. It strikes me that much of the bitching and moaning Twitter spheres online uh, among, amidst the milieu, is sort of sort of stuck on the, you know, they're either stuck uh, 3,000, 4,000 years back, or they're stuck 40 or 400 years back. It, either way, um, I think we're going to get a lot farther by playing with the constituent elements at at other levels um and this is you know this isn't for everybody if 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 dudes are still struggling to talk to girls this isn't the fucking podcast for you like that's not my job that's any anybody's job um it's also not particularly my job to reimagine, you know, the perfect political economy. I mean, James Bowery pretty much already did it for us anyway, but um, more of something like triage, you know, um, existential triage and escape and evade. In, you know, both both at the hard practical criminal purpose level and uh, this level of abstraction. So anyway, going back to our subject here, our protagonist, who somewhere along the line, again, is told, you know, there's a story going around town that, that he's alienated from himself, etc. I think that the fail the failing here was that at a certain point he said oh uh, okay i guess that because shit was not easy this is where all this is driving to tonight my message is that in the best of times to actually flow if you will with the feelings that an intelligent man with stakes in the game even before he has children and a family he has his feelings and those themselves that 
relationship is in fact more important to each of us now and it was more important to our our you know um, tragic hero protagonist then and it was more important to us as boys than anything like pure reason or I want to say doing the right thing but as men this is the burden you know um, there's this super complex weave where emotions feelings most of our decisions are actually made from this place and then re-justified later just take that on board and if 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 you're living deep in the in the sympathetic with some serious autism that's going to be tough for you to swallow so you got a lot of work to do um before you know the truth is going to be available but this is the fact um if you're just honest with yourself and and you you can be it's not simple sometimes the mystery the veil here is that the feeling that you are say honoring you know because that's what it is the feeling that even leads us to do things day to day now as presumably highly conscious and reasonably competent um, if not exceptionally competent men in our prime the issue is that we're still operating on patterns inlaid 20 10 30 40 years ago and so this here and again trauma enters the chat so before i move on to that let's deal with the the hero protagonist you know the doughboy come home or, or whatever however you want to think of him the man who um sees the advent of television sees the interstate highway system rolled out watches disney watches the film industry become something uh, you know he goes through his own little roller coaster ride of shaking his head and saying these kids and god this world is fucked and it's going it's going down the tubes just like you are and i am now I think in an earlier podcast we made the case that it's it it is quite a bit worse um for us now. It's not just simply a matter of, you know, strange morphic resonance recursion living our lives like Homer Simpson or something. It it's not that. I don't, in my experience with that generation, as the little that I had, I, I and these are the men who, you know, in many ways, um, they dropped a few balls, just like 
the boomers after them or the silent generation or X or whoever, balls are dropped fucking left, right, and center all the time. But because we do appear to be reaching this kind of crux in uh, history, I'm drawn to some type of exploration of this guy's interior was he was he just tired of of being told he was because simultaneously you know the, the oddity is that as the female is granted it's a f- decade or a few decades later she's being told okay you need to be a half-assed man the first step really seems to be okay telling the man you need to be a half-assed woman which is not going to it does the two present very differently um for obvious reasons of of nature you know if it was a man's world and now those very same men are opening every door and reordering every ramp and byway and highway to facilitate that integration into the workforce or politics what have you um that's like a that's a a thing of an empirical observable series of events whereas if the idea was that women were going to help men navigate their feelings um one that's there's they're two different species from the get-go that's never going to work and so you can imagine this guy sort of being exposed to these new threads and i don't think that he experienced them as attacks i think that he just sort of shook his head long enough and finally was like i'm just gonna fucking keep this shit to myself which wasn't too far from what I kind of argue is the ideal. Years ago, not sure I've told this, but years ago in dealing with, um, not dealing with, that sounds like, you know, an antagonistic thing. It was, I was engaged with a therapist and I, Knowing all of this, I mean, I've pretty self-consciously been, you know, been on the earth and have been informed about this stuff and have been interested in it since I was a kid. And I had a mom who, you know, sort of kept me informed on what she perceived to be this trend. I suggested to the therapist, you know, I still sort of run on, even though um, I'm open to these things. I'm a fairly open-minded person, but I still sort of run on the Clint Eastwood model here. Um, and part of the reason that probably needs to be, um, as the, you know, the blue-haired whiz kids say, unpacked, is um, 
different levels of self-consciousness, different levels of experience, different levels of trauma, both resolved and unresolved. You know, you're, you're, you're butting up against the, I know there's some stuff that I don't know factor, the, the Rumsfeldian factor. So that is all in play in this, in this comment that I make to the therapist and I get the, you know, um, not dismissal, but a sort of resigned, you know, not quite disappointed, but, but also clearly not, you know, curious and understanding. And that's no fault of her. She's in the narrative as well. And so, you know, here's this tension that I spoke of at the beginning. Um, some people would frame this like you have two little tiny shards of, of God or divinity or whatever staring back at each other in this hopelessly complex and potentially tragic uh, <laughs> epic. Well... Part of that is actually resolved in the ownership of your feelings. So I will, I hope I've painted some type of picture of this, you know, this tragic hero, uh, grandpa figure who suffered. And there are several generations, I think, suffered under this. Um, the boomers just seem to like as the Africans do mix it with um, battery acid and some some fetid dung and then straight mainline that shit because um, they're all over the fucking place and as is you know my generation I would say in, in many ways even more fucked up um, than the rest of them but not you average warhorse or avid warhorse absorber. Yeah, there is no average. There's avid warhorse absorber. Let me check my time here. Looking good. So we mentioned that trauma, trauma, we have this idea like, oh, some bad shit happened to you. Well, the New Deal is that, and it's not entirely sorted out, and they're, you know, they're scientists, they're going to fuck it up, they're going to, someone will buy it off. So what I'm telling you, it is, and I'm accepting, you know, part of the, uh, a good piece of the sort of physiological, biological base for this, um... I think that it's a sort of hitch in the system. It's an overwhelmed, a moment of, or several moments, or leading up to, you know, the, the stress factor is key. As with a lot of the vaccines with kids, if those kids are already sick or they're already under a tremendous amount of stress and then they get the fucking, well, other times, everything's groovy. They just had a long day in the sun. 
to get the thing, they're just fine. It's not entirely clear, but we, but we do know, and I'm quite certain that the management of stress surrounding whatever the event is, let's take something sort of standard, innocuous, like a car accident. Personally, you know, depending on what goes down, that can, gen- that can one, definitely TBI. Um, and second, this, this sort of definition of trauma that I'm about to lay down. It's as if there's a hitch in the whole fabric of time-space and though you can, with your eyes, to varying degrees, still apprehend the world and the events going on, heads being blown off, shit being ripped apart, whatever, that's not, that's not the, the operant piece. The operant piece, and I, I know for a fact that I agree with uh, guys like Brian McKenzie at this point. We do not agree on everything. Um, he comes at everything from an evolutionary point of view, and I am more than a bit agnostic on that. Excuse me, Swallowing an enormous amount of snooze. My portion broke. Um, so in that moment, the story that you either have been telling yourself through the stress leading up or begin to tell yourself, it's, you could say it's a predilection, but nothing, you know, begins in that moment in terms of the story you sort of arrive to that moment with what you have and it this is this victor frank frankel notion of between stimulus and response there's a window it's again the castanadian idea of the warrior's millimeter centimeter of opportunity this is a true thing. This is an absolute fact. So if you have trained as a warrior up to this moment, you can seize the moment of trauma. And here I find myself agreeing with, you know, Mr. Peanut Butterson insofar as I will suggest that if that moment is charged sufficiently, with um, psychic valence, um, voltage, power, phenomena. It, it, where your, let's say, we place the range of that opportunity, the extent to which you could take you could seize reality, if you will, and, and make it bend. As Castaneda would say, you know, that's the design of power. Um, it's beyond your control how it's charged externally. What's not beyond your control is 
all of the moments if you're a child you're accepted you know that's why you you're pretty much guaranteed to have drama you are guaranteed because you had no fucking coping skills even if your parents had good coping skills you weren't verbal enough and you didn't have experience or again the context enough to take that shit on board and build it out you didn't know so there's no point in carrying shame about it when the time comes that you need to go look in the mirror there's no it's completely retarded that's where the clint eastwood guy doesn't need to go find his inner child he needs to go deeper into clint eastwood and look at okay clint eastwood had a father he had a grandfather a great at some point down that line there was a man who knew how to exist in that moment and feel and experience everything that was that was possible so we're on the train now i'm going to keep going you're living as a warrior up until that moment to seize it you know in peterson's terms he's always talking about christ and saying well if you were to 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 live in the image of god or to you know essentially walk the way we don't know what is entirely possible well he gets the big bucks because he can sell the sizzle you know as some might say i'm selling you the steak i'm just fucking giving it to you for five dollars so he he's he's right there in my opinion we really don't know and for my money if there is a turning point up around the the next bend here in history this is where it all this is what it turns on it's going to turn on it's not going to turn on you know well hard men make fucking good time no fucking hard is kind of the wrong term that's the confusion in my therapist saying oh you know hard in the sense that in the zen sense like i'm going to be the reed that does not break because i bend yeah that guy not hard in the what like the maoist sense like i'll just fucking murder 10 million people that are in front of me no you won't no you're not you're not gonna fucking do anything like that why the fuck would you nobody has that many enemies so this Castanadian moment, this Victor Frankl moment. Almost everybody lacks the strategy, you know. Um, I think people that call on Jesus, even naively, play a good hand here. I think that people who take a Zen approach play a good hand here. I think that people who have really put the time in to build an individual system of value, uh, these are the ones who, who are going to do bend space-time. Um, 
not everything is decided. We don't live in this deterministic fucking video game where fate is entirely just rock solid. I don't subscribe to this at all. Fate is something different that if I go into now, I'll lose uh, the thrust of this thing. So here's the here's the way that the warrior approaches this moment. You do have elements outside of your control in this hypothetical sort of car crash situation. Um, I apologize if the car crash is like, you know, particularly painful. I just, I happen to have been, you know, fairly lucky with that so far. So it's not, um, it's not I'm trying to make light of it or anything like that. I, it provides some opportunities, right? There's, there's an external thing. There's multiple potential external things, uh, moving, colliding, all sorts of shit, lightning, whatever. We can get a tidal wave in there. Um, the, the, the key there in seizing that moment is not as in any like Zen moment, isn't about some pre-patterned, I'm going to dry fire the fuck out of this thing and then be ready when the, no, it's about a curiosity instead of turning on the control switch the control switch is was in one way or another that's what led to the fucking problem it would be to turn on a genuine curiosity for a couple of reasons one and i don't mean like the absent-minded professor curiosity i mean the curiosity of if you think of a cat in a room where maybe a teacup falls and it breaks the cat does not well some cats do but a cat with its shit together does not simply bolt he ooda loops he reacts he orients and he makes a decision even if that shit looks instantaneous instinctual some funneled down version of that is happening is my presumption if you want to get into the science the morphic resonance piece of this I'm imagining the car crash in slow motion and then we can do the the starship troopers bit of a pull this apart and some blade runner you know do 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 enhance do that on the scene in your mind We know that time itself gets screwy in these intense sorts of moments. I think that if we go back to the child and you see some example of, you know, this child being horrendously beaten or something or whipped or what have you, you're getting the classics of tunnel vision auditory exclusion 
weird distortions in memory and perception. Weird distortions in memory and, per and perception. Perception is, the, is that operant piece here. Curiosity would, I think, open up those to go ahead and, and trot out the line, doors of perception. So most likely, though, we're going to fail. Um, almost, you know, I've gotten lucky. You've gotten a lucky few times where you trip and fall. And ninja shit emerges and you catch yourself. Most of the time, we fall on our ass. We bounce back up, what have you. And a lot of, a lot of events are like this. In, in the emotional sense... What, what is accessible in terms of feeling? I think for most, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's overridden by the central nervous system going into fight or flight. And so here enters the breath work and the warrior's lead up and this moment of opportunity. All of this vast doors of opportunity I believe are opened at that point and I think they can be opened at many many other points through the manipulation through real training that's what breath work is that's the kind of uh, physical training that I'm personally engaged in and you know many others that's the design it's not to walk my 40 miles in a day faster than the next guy um, though it is to, in, for the criminal purpose side, to walk 40 miles in a day. Um, moving around to this, you know, enhance this, this emotional piece in this frozen slow motion picture. I'll try and tie this together by suggesting that much of the way that men reacted to even quiet pain, um, hurt, suffering, loss, grief, these sorts of things, you know, in the day, say our, go back to our, our doughboy protagonist. Much of that reaction is informed by things like honor, loyalty, faith, love. In our finest moments, we want to believe that that's always the case. In matter, in point of fact, that ain't the case. My belief is that it can be and that the obstacle is not political. The obstacle is not even really financial. Um, and in the sense that it's spiritual, it's individual. And so for some of us, Everything that I've said may 
you know, maybe um, condensed into walking the way. Um, personally, if I could do that, I probably wouldn't have to do this podcast. And, um, you know, I'd probably be who knows where I would be. But I'm not built that way. I'm not able to put forward... And I'm not a, you know, a cradle orthodox. I'm, I'm a dude sorting shit out uh, fucking live, live time. But there are examples of this, you know, I'm, none of this, this is sort of um, being homogenized for uh, purposes of educational discussion or what have you, but th- that moment, you know, sacrifice is sometimes made. Um, and I like to believe that's where that comes from. A warrior approach, a seizing of the moment, a feeling. And I don't think that it's really worthwhile for us to reside in this fantastical hero that's not who you are day to day. That's not who I am day to day. That sense may stir feelings of one sort or another. But in order to just, you know, get to this practical day to day piece of how do I treat my wife? How do I treat my dogs and my kids? What informs my choices on one particular timeline or another? And how does that really look? The intention and the mo- and how it winds up, that shit is is your personal fantasy. How it turn how it shows up today is what the fucking issue is. If that was really the intent, then today that you do have control over, that would be the focus. And so this is the lie. This is the opportunity for any of us to just say Oh, that's the fucking lie today. There I am doing this shit again. And it doesn't have... I I personally don't believe that the confrontation with the self results in this type of, well, there I'm doing... I think that that's the avoidance pattern. And when you finally have the confrontation, that shit ends. Is that clear? I hope that's clear because I think that's where I got to leave this and because that's the most important kind of coherent little walk that I can that I can make through this this swamp is when the time comes it it's not debatable it's not as if it's not known is that to say that all the residue of all that shit is no probably not but the uh, the nice piece with this, I think, for men who listen to the War Horse, most Western men, is the mystery is not that great. It's like um, the line, you know, did you ever have a have a murder case that you didn't solve in the next eighteen hours? It wasn't the it wasn't the boyfriend or the husband. There's only so many places to look. And then you square up 
to to what that is, whether it's your father, your mother, something else, it's nine times out of ten the father. And you don't square up to that by making an intellectual sort of um, set of decisions about how you want to live with that. That results in the content the preser the what you do is basically you give it life at that point and you ensure that the next generation will carry it for you. That's what's fucking actually happening. That's why I think from the spiritual kind of crux where this becomes material, that's why we're here. And it's back to the curiosity it's not it's the it's a collective failure to see the wool that was pulled over the collective's eyes and um i guess i'll close it you know in this particular iteration by saying that The shame is burnt away in the sacrifice. And in the heroic moment, maybe that's literally jumping on the grenade. That's kind of, no offense, I probably couldn't do it, but I also kind of think that's the easy way. I think that's kind of the blessed way, right? Um to get down into the fucking weeds um, and, you know, pull out pieces of your own self, that can be excruciatingly uncomfortable. Um, But the good news is I think that the sacrifice that's made is is that one particular version of the self um, sometimes it's called, you know, that story. Um, and that may be a better way to put it, frankly. Letting go of stories that you tell yourself. The trick here is, in my case, once again, piecing together enough sensical, enough sense, um, contextualizing it, such that the sacrifice makes sense. So, well past an hour, not too shabby. If you are not a subscriber to this podcast, you are you're fucking wrong. The links are probably wherever you found this. They're also in on the website goldengoatguild.net at the Instagram and the Twitter. Golden Goat Guild on Instagram. 
I, you probably can't find me on Twitter if you haven't already. So, when we return, subscribers, Nemesis, Criminal of Purpose, Leisure, and um, some training stuff, some particular training agility programming sorts of ideas that I wanted to lay out for you. I appreciate your attention. If you have questions, comments, and you still haven't coughed up your five or 50 bucks, um, you go to the end of the list, but I'll probably get to you anyway. And um, if you have, you know, you get some jiffy ass service in terms of, um, you know, if I can provide anything in the way of a reference or um, a source, what have you, I'm happy to do it. So, subscribers, hang on. I'll be right back. Thank you. <laughs>